911, what's the nature of your emergency? Good morning, police, fire, military, and families, and to everybody who is listening in on the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and I am joined by a very generous man named Christopher Burns. And I'm saying that because Christopher is incredibly generous with his time. He lives in Vegas, and he woke up very early so that he can meet with us this early. So, Christopher, good morning. Thank you for coming on our show. Thank you, Ashley. It's a pleasure to be here. And hey, for the best things in life that are that are valuable, that are meaningful, that are important to us, we get to do whatever it takes, right? Absolutely. I love that. So good, good morning, everybody who's just tuning in. We are giving away, I found this badass knife and it has the preamble on it. <laughs> good morning. Wow. It has the preamble written on it. So whoever engages the most within the next 24 hours, I'm going to send you that. Good morning. Good morning. So start commenting. And if you could do me a favor, Christopher has a, a men mastermind. We're going to get into that. But for all of the men or, or women who are listening in right now, if you would like to ask the man's man one question, tell me what it would be and drop that in the comments below. And if we don't get to it live, then I'll go ahead and tag Christopher in the comments below and we'll, we'll make sure to get to that. And Christopher, so you, yes. you have this coaching practice, you work with men and I mean, we can go through so much of your story that I've gathered, but I do want to touch on something because you recently did a live where you're talking about lighting that fire within. And one thing that you made mention of is that nobody else can do that for us. And I, I'm wondering what kind of sparks the energy to be able to kind of post that live and, and get that message out there. Mm, so good. Well, for me, it's it's especially talking to men. Uh, I came from a place of playing lots of video games and that that was like my world. And so when I stepped into this reality, right, like 3D reality, real world, um, it was kind of a disconnect for me. And it felt like really uh, jarring and difficult at some level to, to show up and, uh, you know, like be courageous, go talk to people like I was really introverted and things like that. And so a big theme of my life has been radical responsibility, taking ownership of my life and, and how I'm showing up. And so that's a theme in my messaging is, hey, like no one's coming to save you, quote unquote, like you have to save yourself, you have to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, you have to be resilient and resourceful, and be prepared for whatever situations are going to come your way. And so a big part of that is saying, okay, what's the mindset that I'm going to be in that's going to cause me to create success and get to where I want to go? So uh, ultimately, I think it's really shifting our mindset to being kind of complacent and comfortable with life and, and having life come to us and then saying, no, I'm, I'm going to go out and get life. I'm going to go out and make life happen. I'm going to go out and, and love life so that it, it uh, you know, blossoms into, into what I want. And, and I chisel away the rough statue of my vision, my dreams, and make it the masterpiece that I desire. Uh, I love that so much. We we have a low blow here in the comments. Bob said, good haircut, Chris. And just so you know, some context, his is very similar to yours. I to everyone it. listening in on, on the podcast, neither one of them have much hair going on. So that, that's a great message. And, and I know that inside of your pre-interview, you made mention of the fact that things didn't always look like this for you and you were super shy and you considered yourself to be introverted. So take us back to that place and what developed to make you kind of grow out of that. Yeah. So I, I went through a, a period of time where I was trying to find myself and, and who I was. I grew up in a pretty middle class, comfortable family. And uh, I went to school to get my electrical engineering degree. And I was in love with computers and things like that at the time. But I just felt like deep down inside, you know, being being real, I felt like a loser. 
felt like like there's something that's not working about my life. And I had this image of myself uh, that I was trying to project out to the world that I'm like tough and I'm cool and I'm awesome and and people want to be around me. But deep down inside, like this this uh, little boy inside of me, you know, little Chris, little like six year old Chris was like scared. He was scared of the world and and was afraid of admitting that he was afraid that he was, you know, uncool or afraid of being abandoned or whatever it might be, right? Kind of going back to this childhood core wounds and traumas and things like that, that it's a lot of us experience uh, along the journey. I hadn't, I didn't have a, a skill set to, to process those or, or uh, communicate about those. And so um, I found myself in some pretty dark, challenging situations and uh, I was partying. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm getting in trouble with the law and just, you know, not, not being that best version of myself. And so uh, I wake up one day in, in jail and I'm like, okay, what, what am I doing with my life? Like I'm throwing away my potential. I have my electrical engineering degree that my whole life out in front of me, like, why am I, why am I expressing myself and going and living this life that's incongruent and out of integrity with the values and, and morals that my parents had taught me? Um, and, uh, and, and meanwhile, you know, saying I'm, I'm going to create success in my life, going to be, you know, a millionaire and, and have, have freedom, time and money freedom and, and be able to serve and impact people. So it was incongruent. And, I, and this is something for everyone to write down. Uh, if you are, incongruent in your behaviors, in your, in who you're being, how you're showing up in the world, then you are not going to be able to create the reality that you desire. It's like, it's, it's, it's a foundation that we are trying to build upon that is shaky. That is, that is, you know, there's something rotten in there. There's a core that's rotten in there. There's roots that are rotten in there. And so those roots can't create healthy fruits, right? Getting what we want. And so um, I had to really take a hard look at that and uh, kind of come into a moment of surrender and ask God, like God in, in jail. I'm like, God, get me through this time. And I promise I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to being the best version of myself. And, uh, and so I got out of that situation. Thankfully, uh, nothing serious ever happened. Charges were dropped case was dismissed, but it could have been a lot worse. It could have been um, an experience that really changed my life forever. And so um, I thank God, I thank, thank God, source, universe, whatever we want to call it every day saying, you know, thank you for getting me through that time so that I could be of service to other people. And, and thank you for giving me that wake up call that I needed um, to step into my power and be able to serve others. Oh, I love that message so much. We talk about that with our clients a lot. How we do one thing is how we do everything. And I think that is so important. And I love that you told people to write that down. I hope that everybody did. We have some comments here. I used to be a really nice guy. I would do anything for almost anyone. I became a cop and now I'm the opposite. I'm an introvert. So mm. Christopher, what advice would you have to somebody, especially in these professions where that is not an uncommon theme? Yeah. So I think the the big thing is know, knowing what your why is. Why do you want to be an extrovert? Why do you want to be of more service? Why do you want to be able to impact and influence and lead other people more? Get clear on that first. One of the big parts of what we teach with the uh, Mastered Man curriculum is knowing what your purpose is. That includes knowing what you value, knowing what you stand for, knowing what's important to you. And when you know those things and you know who you are, then you can surround yourself with other people who value those same things, Ashley. And and so it's so important that we know who we are and we stand in that and we and we're proud of that and we're grateful for that. Sometimes there might be a chip on our shoulder thinking that we have to prove something with those values or, or our purpose and our mission and who we are being a police officer, firefighter, whatever it might be. Um, but 
it's it's really important that we come from this place of no that like that feels good to be who I am and I'm going to surround myself with other people who are that same way. So thankfully for me, I, I've kind of always had this uh, good good ability to relate with people, even though I didn't want to in the beginning. I was sh- super shy and introverted. Uh, I've been really great at, at listening to people. So you may have heard it before. Uh, you, you've given one mouth and two ears, right? Use them proportionately. So listen more than you talk. How many times are you listening to people? How many times are you just uh, allowing them to share with you? And, and being an introvert, that for me, there was a lot of pressure on me that I had to speak up and be cool and be a certain way for other people to want to have me around. It's actually what people really want more than ever is, is to be heard, is to be seen, is to be validated and acknowledged for who they are, right? So um, in terms of introversion, uh, there was a lot of pressure and anxiety in me that I had to do something a certain way. But uh, flip that script, put the light on other people and, and listen to them, make it about them. It's not about you, right? See how you can serve about them, how you can serve them in that moment, what they need and what they're hungry for. Um, that would be a, a big thing. And then the second thing, like I said earlier, is uh, knowing who you are, what you value and surrounding yourself with those kinds of people. Um, sometimes we're in life situations where we can't really choose the people that we're around. We can't really choose our coworkers, so to speak. We can't choose uh, you know, our, the teacher of our children or whatever it might be. But you can choose the people who you choose to associate with, right? The, the, the ones that you build relationships with, the ones that you jump online, like connecting with Ashley and, and people who are motivated, inspired, and, and encouraging. Um, I've made it a point to surround myself with clients who light me up. I've made it a point to surround myself with peers who light me up, who bring the best out of me, coaches, mentors who light me up. And so um, take that authority in, in, in stock. Take that stock in that authority and create the relationships and the reality that you desire. So that would be my my feedback there, Ashley. Oh, so good. And just so that we can keep on the stream of value that you're dropping right now, Christopher, for, for that individual who said that, because I know that this is a common theme, not just for this. And I can't see who said that, but I, I know for a fact that this is something that comes up a lot in our coaching practice inside of our group. So you mentioned that this is something that you actually help people to explore a little bit further. And it's my belief that we don't allow ourselves enough time to give ourselves a good think. And that's a very philosophical question, right? Discovering who we are and and on a surface level, if you can just provide one question that people could start to think on and ask themselves in order to further explore that, just something everybody listening right now or listening on the podcast can carry with them throughout the day. What question could we be asking ourselves? So I believe if, if, if someone doesn't have any clarity on that, I would look back to the past. I would say, what in the past uh, triggered me, made me angry, or made me, you know, either, either side of the emotional ex- spectrum? What triggered me into anger or, or uh, rage or injustice or, uh, you know, uh, whatever, any, anything that's a strong negative emotion? Or what made me elated? What made me uh, super excited and ecstatic about life and, and I felt alive? And you look back to those situations and you can ask yourself, what's the value that was in those situations that was either being um, trespassed in the anger, what was being trespassed, what was being done that, um, you know, someone did something that it, it turned me off and it, and it got me angry, or what was the value that was happening there that uh, that brought me alive, right? So maybe you're with friends and that brought you alive. So you know that connection and community is important to you. Maybe you climbed a mountain and you felt alive. So maybe growth or, um, you know, perseverance, discipline, commitment is important to you. And 
And again, same thing with anger. You know, what were those situations that that made you angry? Uh, was it something where someone uh, their 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 rights were um, were were taken away, right? And so maybe justice or um, freedom or sovereignty is an important value for you. Um, maybe you saw someone treating someone uh, poorly, and so uh, compassion or respect is something that's important to you. So look to those events. And that would be the the question I would ask is, you know, when am I most triggered or met most coming alive? And that will help you from the past to uh, put together the, the connect the dots, put together the pieces of the puzzle to know who am I today? Right. Because, of course, today you're probably a different person than you were you know, a week ago or a year ago or 10 years ago, for sure. But you can also look to those um, to those experiences to kind of get that that core thread and, and be able to connect those dots. The other thing I wanted to mention, Ashley, is the intention. Um, if you are not clear on your purpose, if you don't feel like you're living your greatest life yet, um, it starts with the intention of I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get clarity. I'm on the journey of creating clarity, of, of uh, making progress towards my, my, my vision, my dreams, my purpose, and knowing who I am and what lights me up and what's important to me. Start with that intention. Just declare that to yourself. Write that down. I am creating clarity on my purpose. I am getting closer to my purpose, right? And even if you don't see it or feel it or understand it yet, just start with that intention. Start with that acknowledgement that you're you're going to do the work. You're going to read the books. You're going to listen to the podcast. You're going to open your mind. You're going to reflect. You're going to take a couple minutes a day to just think about, hey, what what is important to me? What do I want to do today that would make today meaningful? Um, so there's a lot of exercises that we do like uh, eulogy, uh, at the end of your life, you look back and you say, what do you want people to share about you and uh, what you accomplished, who you who you were, what you impacted, what you created? That's a really great exercise as well. And uh, there's a lot of different ones that we can use to really coordinate what is your purpose. But it's it's a chiseling way process, right? You don't you don't discover it just one day. It's it's a uh, it's just this refinement process over time that you get more and more clarity and confidence about who you are. Oh, that's so good. And I love the examples that you provided. Good morning to everybody who is just tuning in. Make sure that you're dropping your questions and comments below. I'm giving away a pretty badass knife tomorrow to whoever comments the most within 24 hours. And Christopher, we have another question here. Why are we hearing so little about being a man's man? Mm. Shoot. Well, um, I've, I've actually been listening to a couple different books. I would, I would recommend Hard Times Create Strong Men by Stefan Arnio. Hard Times Create Strong Men, Stefan Arnio. And um, that's a really, really great one that I've just been diving into recently. And, um, you know, from the 60s, like it, it talks about historical kind of perspective from the 50s and 60s. Uh, since then, there's kind of been this this awesome, in a way, feminine movement, right? That that's giving power back to women, and and uh, I'm all for it. I'm all for women being empowered. My wife is a women's coach, and she creates women's circles and women's retreats and things like that. And I'm like, yes, that's amazing. Um, so there's been this narrative in the media and even in uh, universities and colleges, like courses have been created around women's studies and women's gender studies and all this stuff, right? But where is that for men? And so it actually has not been a big initiative from the government, from media, from from, you know, the powers that be, quote unquote, to empower men, because powerful men uh, can disrupt the system. And that's not something that that they are excited for. Hmm. So why there's not this this conversation, especially when you say man's man. 
I love that because I, I also think of the the lumberjack, the big, big, strong man who goes and chops down a tree. And that's that's awesome. That's an aspect of being a man. I think it's important to be strong, to, to have a fit, healthy body. Uh, and a man's man can also be, you know, being being vulnerable, being radically present for someone instead of trying to push away emotions. If someone's crying, you know, you don't you don't try to smother them and make them be- make them feel better. It's like you allow them to stand in their emotions and express that and you are OK because you you don't you don't need them to feel good for you to feel good and so um, being a man's man is a, is a very interesting kind of phrase but I, I think that there's a lot of of work that we get to do as leaders to to create this I, I do men's circles uh, men's events and um, you know monthly potluck dinners and things like that just to bring men together because there there isn't as much of this as the world um, could really benefit for so my invitation for every especially man who's listening right now start these communities yourself start start getting three five ten guys together whatever amount uh, on a on a consistent basis to discuss the things that are important to you right to discuss family to discuss religion or spirituality to discuss business to discuss personal growth um, discuss these challenging topics and and commit yourself to that over a long term uh, and and that's that's what will continue to revive this um, this power for men to to re- tap back into and uh, create the life that they they desire. Oh, so good. And to all the females who are listening to this, this is not just a male applicable. I love the idea of gathering a yeah. handful of people that you can surround yourself with. Christopher talked about making sure that we're cultivating a tribe of like-minded people who we admire and who we can show up and be somebody else who others admire. And I think that is definitely applicable to all of us, no matter what. Man's man, Grizzly Adams is what I thought about. And he mentioned the lumberjack. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, Chad, it all starts with a conversation. Absolutely. And I know we don't have tons of time, Christopher. Just so everybody knows who's listening, what, what usually happens for these types of interviews is we will exchange these publicity sheets with one another and we give each other the sampling of questions that we can ask one another. And I don't think I've asked Christopher a single one. <laughs> so we <laughs> could, perfect. We could, it's so perfect. We could definitely talk for a very long time because I can tell a lot of people are getting value out of this. So I definitely appreciate that. But one thing just selfishly, curiously, yeah. that I want to know about, to know about that is on your list of questions here is you've, you've essentially cultivated a woman in your life who mm. is everything that you ever thought that she could be in your your most wildest dreams. And if you could just take us through the process of that and kind of try to frame it in a way that we might be able to understand, even if we're already in an existing relationship with somebody mm. who might not be that fairy tale someone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, the principle, we'll talk about the principle, then we'll dive into like the how it works. The principle is getting clear on what you want and focusing on that long enough so that it becomes real. Right. So you may have heard of law of attraction or these other things that you use to create the life of your dreams. So um, for me, I knew I wanted this dream woman. I wanted this this person in my life who uh, brought out the best of me. And again, whether you are attracting that person into your life or you already have someone in your life, um, this exercise will work for both of those. Okay. So uh, what I did is I said, well, what is it that really lights me up about a woman and and being in a relationship? How do I want to create that? I started listing out the criteria. I started listing out how did I want to feel? How did I want her to feel around me? How did I want um, her to look right? Like these, these things, uh, whatever your whatever your dream is, whatever your wish is, it's your command, right? You can write that stuff down and put it down and, and it will become true. Now, 
That's especially true if you have not yet met that person. But what about if you already have a significant other in your life? Well, when you write down, hey, I'm committed to seeing these aspects, these qualities in my uh, significant other, my wife, my husband, whatever it might be. I'm committed to seeing his kindness. I'm committed to seeing his generosity. I'm committed to seeing his strength. I'm committed to seeing his courage and his bravery. When you write that down and you start celebrating that as if it's already happened, maybe he or she is not quite that version of your dream partner yet. But the more you celebrate that and focus on that and say, I'm so grateful that this person has these qualities and I'm, I am taking 100% responsibility to celebrate these qualities and draw them out of this person, um, then you'll start to notice those things more often. Um, so I think it's, it's really great to know what are the qualities that are important to you in your dream relationship and how can you celebrate those before it even happens? right? That's a, that's a big thing in life. Sometimes we want to uh, see it and then we will believe it. That doesn't work. It, it's That's not how life works, not how the universe works. You actually get to believe it and then you will see it. You get to uh, know and have faith that God will answer your prayers. You get to know and have faith that the universe will bring you what you are asking for. And then you just get to be patient and work diligently and work like the the farmer, you know, tilling the soil, planting the seeds and being patient for the, the crops to to produce the harvest. Um, it's really important that we we reverse the order of expecting to get first and then give. No, start giving, start giving those compliments, start giving gratitude, start giving acknowledgement for uh, the, the people or the romantic partners in our life for who they're being and how they're showing up as our dream partner now. And they will become that Ashley. Oh, so good. So much great value being dropped here. I absolutely love it. I could not agree more dream women, weird science. <laughs> Just kidding. Absolutely fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. Celebrate those qualities. Believe it first. And Christopher and to everybody who was looking, I think that one of the biggest takeaways for me is that it, we will always find whatever we're looking for, right? So mm, yep. if we're only fixated on the, the my husband does or doesn't do this, or my wife does and doesn't do that, then that's, that's all that we're ever going to see. So I think that is amazing. And Christopher has an amazing toolkit that he's put together. We can go to his website. It's menmastermind.com forward slash toolkit. And we'll go ahead and drop that in the comments below. And that's a, a huge, massive freebie. So I would take advantage of signing up for that now. And Christopher, if anybody wants to get into contact with you directly, if they have more questions or they want to work with you one-on-one, -on -one, maybe attend one of your masterminds pending that the world doesn't shut down again. How can, how can they get a hold of you directly? Yeah. Uh, so I've already had a couple of people from this community, this amazing community, reaching out to me, connecting with me on Facebook Messenger. Uh, so definitely shoot me a message, shoot me a friend request. I always make sure to, to connect beforehand, but especially if you're, if you're coming from a sincere place, you're looking for guidance, uh, or you just want to talk about some of these things that we mentioned on this podcast uh, in a deeper context or level, then definitely shoot me a message here on Facebook, Christopher Burns. Uh, you can also go to facebook.com forward slash T. H3 Burns, and you'll find my Facebook profile there. And uh, I'm always checking the message requests and stuff like that. So uh, definitely looking forward to connecting with you and hearing what questions that you have. How are you mastering the man within or woman within? I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, biased by any means. I've, I love working with men and women, but my branding is definitely focused towards men at this point. And uh, it's an honor. It's an honor to serve men and, and uh, just be a, a, a What's the word? A lighthouse for men in this world where there's a lot of darkness and a lot of BS going on. You know, we get to to stand in our power. And Ashley, thank you 
for, for who you are, this community that you cultivated. Uh, like I said, I've already interacted with a couple people from this community and they have really great spirits and hearts and, and energy. And so I, I just really appreciate you and who you are and how you've cultivated this epic community, giving massive value, people being super engaged and uh, just the movement that you're you're championing here. So thank well, you. Thank you, Christopher. That means so, so much. And to everybody who is still on here or anybody watching the replay, continue to drop those comments, drop those questions. We'll make sure to tag Christopher directly in them. Thank you guys. You know that the biggest gift for me is anybody sharing their time with us. Christopher, I can't mm -hmm. thank you for that enough. And I hope everyone has a good day.